Welcome back, everybody. It is Encounter with God time here on The Breakfast Show, which means that we are about to get into our Bible study for the day. Uh, before we do, as always, we have a clue for the quiz. It's going to have something to do with two because it is, 20, it is 22 2 two, Tuesday today. Well, I was practicing this before we came back in and still fumbled, bro. Come on. I didn't fumble. I got it right. That was correct. <laughs> you could have said 22 to 22 Tuesday. Yeah, no, you've got to get the 2022 there. You're, nah, you're missing a two there. There's six twos. You've got to get People all six know twos. the slash. But you yeah, didn't whatever. get six twos. You had more. I you did. had no, seven twos. Well, including Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. All right. So for 2,222 points. Okay. What will be laid on his shoulders in Isaiah twenty-two twenty-two? Oh, Isaiah twenty-two. So in Isaiah <laughs> chapter twenty-two, verse twenty-two. Well, that 22. kind of gives you a massive clue right there. So you just go and look it up, right? Wait, 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 wait. Is this right? Is this right, Shell? Okay, okay. What will be laid on his shoulders in Isaiah twenty-two twenty-two? Okay, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call if you know the answer. This is going to involve some of you doing Bible study. That's right. Um, and again, for two thousand two hundred and twenty-two points, you can win a book from our selection of bargain books. But again, that question was, what will be laid on his soldiers in, on his shoulders in Isaiah twenty-two twenty-two? Yeah. Well, We'll actually give you two books from our bargain. Oh, wow. We're being real generous today. Two, yes. Okay. Tuesday. All right. Let's go to text messages. And uh, it's good to see some of our text text messages getting into the... uh, Let me just see here. Hooray for Donald Trump. The truth media. Obviously, lies will not be able to be told. That kind of sounds sarcastic. But... Maybe. No, that's not sarcasm. Not at all. Not even a little bit. What are you talking about? That's right, guys. The truth is uh, here. Okay, it's got to be It's got to be better than the constant lies of the majority of news from national outlets that are owned by the New World Order. We will have to wait and see. At the end of the day, it's up to the public to listen to both sides. Over the last two years, independent news, independent news has my vote. So there you go. One vote for independent news. Uh, food waste is a problem in Australia. Each year we waste around 7.6 million tonnes of food. wonder how much of that could be saved. That's 312 kilograms per person. Mm. That's a lot of food. Um, on Justin Trudeau, here, these are the same words that I've been listening to for the last 30 years from the New World Order boys behind the scenes. They obviously now believe they are so much in charge of the world that they can actually, in the public arena, what's next? Prince Philip actually said something similar many years ago. Yeah, I question that one. I saw the news clipping called calling the people cannon fodder and food wasters. As you know, he believes in depopulation of the world. Nice. Anyway, China and the media and the whole world bows to money. Their God, most governments are socialist nowadays, thanks to the education system. Sad state of events. Uh, Asian Aid, amazing ministry. We really have no idea how faithful these people are in trying mm. to do their work under such hard conditions. Let all who are able support them. They are working for the master. You know, it's one of those situations when COVID comes along, uh, there were people who took an opportunity to relax for a couple of years. Mm. Not so with Asian Aid. Uh, they just worked a whole lot harder. Um, on the news just now, it seems eating vegetables doesn't improve your cha- chances of heart problems. I who wonder who finance. I wonder who financed that research. Yeah, well. that is like the most diabolical lie of all time. Like, like, and so you know, you blatant. get some of this research come through, and you just automatically know that this is 
funded by, you know, certain groups. And Sponsored by the Pepsi company. <laughs> Sponsored by the Coca-Cola company. I mean, this is stuff that we've known for hundreds of years. Seriously. Um, Michael says, what Michael says here. Michael says, Lawson, you have to make one more friend before you make two. This guy. You you have to make one friend before you make two. Yes. Okay, Michael is, like, we get some texts from Michael and he is consistently on me about having no friends. Well, he knows. (laughs) (laughs) He knows. What did did I do, Michael? What did I do to you? (laughs) I am, like, can we be friends? Like, can we be, like... Oh. I think I think he has enough pity to be your friend. Like it's funny, <laughs> but now it's just it's just hurtful. Cause I'm like, man, how do you know my life? I like- like- <laughs> 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 There oh, you go. Nice work. All right. Good roast on Lawson there this morning. Um, send this any text message through. If you'd like to roast Lawson, the number is 0491-064669. And uh, we Yo. will definitely read your roast here out um, on air. Um, all right. Um, oh, more, more stuff coming through? Oh, Lawson. Uh, the text message comes through. Lawson, I will be for your friend for... Well, Faith FM pays, so. (laughs) Oh, dear. All right, let's go to our Bible study, Hebrews chapter 8, favorite chapter of the whole book of Hebrews. We talked about the sanctuary in heaven Mm -hmm. yesterday. Uh, We're going to talk about, um, we're going to go into that in a little bit more in depth today. So we're going to start in... Where should we start? Maybe Revelation chapter 4. Oh. Okay, Revelation chapter 4, which verse? Revelation chapter 4. In fact, I'm doing a Bible study on this chapter in my small group Bible study tonight. Mm. So uh, if you would like to join our small group Bible study, go to rtm.com.au. And uh, you just. Isn't that rtm.church? Oh, church. Yeah, it's probably yeah. Is. rtm.church. Mm. I just type in rtm and it comes up automatically. That's right. And you just click the Zoom link. That's right. At 6 o'clock this evening, you can join our small group Bible study right there. It'll be on Revelation chapter 4, uh, but you're going to get it here a bit of a preview. So here we go. Uh, start it for us in verse 1. Then I looked, and I saw a door standing open in heaven, and the same voice I heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, Come up here, and I will show you what must happen after this. And instantly I was in the Spirit, and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was brilliant as gemstones like jasper and carnelian. Okay, that'll do right there. We can we can, we can can hold it right there for a moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a vision that John is having, and in this vision, what is he seeing? He sees a door open in heaven. Yep, so See, door opens, he looks through, and... There's a throne. There's a throne. Someone sitting on it. Someone sitting on it. And who, they who look pretty suspect, awesome. Who do you suspect this might be? It's probably God. It's probably God, yeah. yes, indeed. It's going to be God. And you're going to find that as you go down through the passage that this is a picture of God. God is sitting on his throne, and what is interesting is the location of the throne. So... So if we go down to verse 6, the Bible says in verse, well, verse 5 is good too. Out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. There were seven lamps of fire uh, burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. This is is really critical right here. So 
what you've got coming through is sanctuary terminology, mm. seven lamps of fire. Now, you've got three prophecies that start Revelation. You've got uh, prophecy of the seven churches, followed by prophecy of the seven seals, followed by prophecy of the seven trumpets. Each one of these prophecies begins with Jesus, and when you get down to the latter end of each one of these prophecies, it comes down to uh, a a time period of the judgment. So they all mm. begin with Jesus. They all come down to the judgment just before they end. Mm. Uh, so you know, this is repeated in large. It's just like Daniel where you've got Daniel 2 is repeated in Daniel 7, is repeated in Daniel 8 and 9, is repeated in Daniel 10 through 12. It's repeating the same thing but giving you a different view and giving you more information each time. What's interesting is that when you go to the introduction to the uh, seven churches, where is Jesus standing in the middle of what? Seven churches. Uh, In the middle of the lampstand. How many? How many lampstand? Uh, Seven. Seven. The seven branch. Seven branch lampstand. So Jesus is right there. Um, you've got sanctuary terminology. Jesus is in the holy place. Here you find that the throne is in front of or before those seven lamps of fire. What in the sanctuary do you have on the opposite side of the seven lamps of fire? Uh, the table of showbread. Table of showbread. And, of course, when you go to Revelation chapter 8 and you go to the next one, so we've had Jesus at the candlesticks, now we've had him at the table of showbread, where would you expect to find Jesus when you come to the next prophecy? Uh, the altar of incense. That would be a good guess, wouldn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, let's go to Revelation chapter 8 and verse 3. Then, the, and then another angel with a gold incense burner came and stood at the altar and the great amount of smoke uh, sorry incense was given to him to mix with the prayers of God's people as an offering on the gold altar before the throne okay so what have you got here that is standing at the altar of incense um the incense burner it's like the, there's an angel he's standing there with you're listening to faith fm positively different radio all right, so we have to identify this angel that is standing in front of this altar, and we identify this angel by what he is doing. What is he doing? Uh, he is mixing uh, the incense with the prayers of God's people. Yes, so he's mediating. Yeah. yeah. So you've got an angel that is mediating, mm-hmm. and then, of course, when you go down to five, verse 5, you find the angel took the center and filled it with fire this time. So no incense, just fire, and threw it into the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's close of probation. So you've got the angel does two things. Number one, this angel is a mediator. Number two, this angel has the power to close probation. In other words, cease salvation. Mm. Uh, who is that angel? Kind of sounds a lot like Jesus. Yes, it can only be Jesus. He's the only one who has the power to do those two He's things. the only mediator between Christ and man. Mm. Um, that's the Lord Jesus. And so this, of course, is Jesus once again. And so... Um, and, of course, there are many places in the Bible where Jesus is referred to as an angel, you know, the angel which redeemed me. Mm. Uh, you know, Jacob says, talks about the angel that redeemed him. Uh, Moses talks about the angel that was in the burning bush. Well, that was God. Mm. Uh, you know, this is Jesus each time. The word angel means angelos. It means messenger. Um, it does not mean a created being. Jesus is not a created being. Uh, Jesus has existed from eternity to eternity. And we know and uh, see that in many parts of the Bible. And so what you've got is, well, beginning of the seven churches begins with Jesus, begins in the sanctuary, begins at the candlesticks. Beginning of the seven seals begins with Jesus, begins in the sanctuary, begins at the table of showbread. Beginning of the seven trumpets, guess what? Begins with Jesus, Mm. begins in the sanctuary. 
begins at the altar of incense. All right, which part of the sanctuary do you find those three pieces of furniture? The holy place. The holy place, absolutely. You find them in the holy place, uh, which is interesting because you would kind of expect that God's throne would be in the most holy place. Mm-hmm. But at this particular point of time, it's not. Mm. But when you go to, say, Daniel chapter 7 and the judgment is taking place, it is. Mm. All right, so let's go to uh, the book of Ezekiel and let's see what's happening over here in the book of Ezekiel. And uh, we're going to find... Actually, no, before we go to Ezekiel, go back to, go back to Revelation 4. Revelation 4 is an abridged version of Ezekiel. Oh, okay. Yeah, so what happens is that you know both Ezekiel and John have the same vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just when John writes it down, he writes it down in like three verses and Ezekiel writes like two chapters. Mm-hmm. So if you want fine detail, you go to Ezekiel because he's like, yeah, I'm going to write down everything I can see right now. And he's just writing like mad so he doesn't miss anything out. John gives you the broad picture. Mm. Okay, uh, verse, where do we get up to? We've read verse 5. Let's read, yeah, verse 6 and 7. Uh, in verse 6 and 7, the, six, Bible, seven eight. the Bible says, In front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass sparkling like crystal. In the center and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes, front and back. The first of these living beings was like a lion, the second was like an ox, the third had a human face, and the fourth was like an eagle in flight. Each of these living beings had six wings, and their wings were covered all over with eyes inside and out. Day after day and night after night, they keep saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and is still to come. Okay, so uh, what do we have here? We have four living creatures. Yes. And they are different from each other. We've got one like a man, one like a, a an ox or a cow, uh, one like an eagle, and one like a, uh, what did we have there? Lion. The lion. Yeah. Which are all symbols of Jesus Christ. You've got a symbol of his divinity. Uh, with the eagle, you've got a symbol of his humanity. With the man, you've got a symbol of his sacrifice. With the ox, you've got a symbol of his royalty with the lion. Mm. So these are all symbols of Jesus. But you've got these four living creatures. Okay, and there's not a lot of detail here. It's just like, okay, that's kind of interesting, kind of weird. If you want to get way more weird, you go to Ezekiel's version where he gives you all the detail. So let's go to Ezekiel chapter 1. And uh, this is this is an interesting Bible study, Ezekiel chapter 1. Okay. While we're turning there, uh-huh. uh, in the sanctuary that was on earth, uh-huh. which the Bible describes as a shadow of the one that's in heaven, mm-hmm. what was in the most holy place? Uh, the Ark of the Covenant. And what was that sort of guarded by? The cherubim. How many? Well, <laughs> while, while, well, in the Mo- in Moses' sanctuary, yes. there was two. But, oh, but, but yeah, yeah. in Solomon's sanctuary, in Solomon's temple, there was four. That's interesting. Now, the two extra ones uh-huh. in Solomon's temple. Uh-huh. Had an extra feature, did they? Yes, I didn't. I didn't know this. Okay, I just knew that there was two more. There was two more, but they had an extra feature. What, what did they do? They had wheels. Did they? Chariot so, wheels, so you could move them around. I, I, they had the Bible just says they had chariot wheels. Okay, so you've got four cherubim with chariot wheels in the most holy place. Uh-huh. Interesting. Mm. All right, hold that thought. Ezekiel chapter 1 and verse 1. On July 31st of my 13th year, man, they had July like 
a thousand you years before, before Julius existed. My, That's my crazy. translation says now it came to pass in the thirteenth. The thirtieth year in the fourth month. Okay, well, which is the equivalent of July. Yeah, well, this is on July thirty first. That's 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 amazing. Um, of my thirteenth year, while I was with Jude, uh, the Judean exiles beside the Kibar River in Babylon, the heavens were open and I saw visions of God. Okay, so whereabouts is he, location wise? He's in Babylon by what? A river called Kibar. Kibar, 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 whatever yep. you want to call it. All right, so he's by the river Kibar mm. and he has a vision. Mm. Uh, that's important. Um, we're not going to read all of it because you've got a whole chapter there, which mm. is 28 verses long. That's your homework for today. Uh, let's read verse 5. Verse 5, the Bible says, From the center of the cloud came four living beings that looked human. Okay. You've got four living creatures. Mm-hmm. We had four living creatures in Revelation chapter 4, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then in verse 6, every one of them had four faces. Uh, let's go down to verse 10. In verse 10, it says, Each had a human face in the front and a face of a lion on the right side and the face of an ox on the left side and the face of an eagle at the back. Oh, these are some interesting-looking fellas. Right out of Revelation chapter 4, but with more detail. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, and this is, you know, we're just skipping through verses here big mm. time. So you've got four living creatures, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we find that they're associated with the throne room of God mm-hmm. in Revelation chapter 4. Go over to Ezekiel chapter 10. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 10. Let's yep. see what we've got over here. Let's go down to mm, verse 20. Let's find out what are these living creatures called. Ezekiel chapter 10 and verse 20. These were the same living beings I had seen beneath the God of Israel when I was in the Chebar River. I knew they were cherubim. For each had four faces and four wings, and they and what looked like human hands under their wings. Okay, so have you ever wondered what a cherubim looks like? This is what a cherubim looks yeah, like. Yeah, well, they don't look like a little baby. That's with wings. right. <laughs> they look like the possibly the freakiest thing ever. They have a four sided head with yes. faces on every side. It gets even freakier. Oh, why? Okay, so go over, go back a little bit here to verse 1. In uh, Ezekiel chapter 10 and verse 1, the Bible says, In my vision I saw what appeared to be the throne of blue lapis lazuli above the crystal surface over the heads of the cherubim. The All right, so, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. so we've got, so you've got your four living creatures, uh-huh. and above their heads are what? Uh, the throne. The throne. Yeah. Uh, four living creatures in Revelation chapter 4, and what have we got there? A description of the throne. Yes. We've got God's throne, we've got four living creatures. Mm. All right, now let's go down to verse 9. In verse 9. Oh, by the way, by the way, before we read verse 9, we mentioned that how many cherubim were there in Solomon's temple? Four. And they had an extra feature. They had wheels. Verse 9. Verse 9, the Bible says, I looked and each of the four cherubim had wheels beside him and the wheels sparkled like barrel. Yeah, and the Bible goes on and says, wheels within wheels and full of eyes before and behind and moving all over the place. Okay, so wheel only has one purpose. Yeah. You're, you're, you're an expert wheel man. Okay, yeah. It only has one purpose, right? Yeah, they look so cool. Move. I mean, they move, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what we've got here is um, a picture. What you Okay, this is what you have. Mm-hmm. You have both Ezekiel and John mm-hmm. trying to express in human language things that they've seen that it is impossible for them to express. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like, you know, you can imagine if you took, say, uh, Ezekiel out of his day, or John, 
took them to our day and um, let's say, and, and just launched them from their day to our day. And gave them a bit of a tour, you know. We take them bring them into the studio. Bring them into the studio, talk about what we do here, give them a tour around Newcastle, fly them up to the Gold Coast for the day, come back, um, you know, show them all of our technology and say, now go home and write down what you have seen. Do they actually have the words in their language to be able to describe what they can see in 2022? So I saw a bird as big as a house and its wings didn't flap. But they rumbled, and I'm just I'm describing a plane. That would be so yeah. hectic. That would be insane. That's right. And it was full of people, you know. Yeah. Uh, it was a boat that flew. All of this kind of stuff. And imagine how much more challenging it is to have a vision of heaven. Wow. Because we, you and I had a vision of heaven right now. We would not be able to describe it. That would be an impossibility. We would not have the language that could describe what we saw. We they struggled. Sort of they struggled back then. Like John's, like, oh yeah, the streets are gold, but they're transparent. He's like, I don't know what this is, but that's kind of the nearest thing I can get <laughs> yeah, to it. It's transparent gold. It's so true. Hey, yeah, they don't have those kind of words, and so we can't. We can't take this to. Um, how should I put it? Specifically, because you can tell that they are just struggling. Mm. Yeah, we don't actually know what they're looking at, except that these are broad depictions of this is what the throne room of God is like. And that's why, like, they're kind of summarizing and then and then move on to purpose, right? Because that's kind of a lot of yeah. what they're being shown. Yep. Is but what's the point of this all existing? Now let's go over to uh, let's go over to Daniel chapter eight seven. Sorry, and read what we read yesterday yesterday about the judgment scene. In Daniel chapter 7 and which verse, verse was eight. it? Verse, verse eight. Eight. The, eight, uh, Sorry, verse 9 and 10. Verse 9 and 10. The Bible says, I watched as thrones were put in place and the ancient ones sat down to judge. Okay, this is, you got the throne room. Yep, keep going. Yep. His clothing was white as wool and his hair like purest wool. He sat on the fiery throne with wheels of blazing fire. Ah, there you go. Got some wheels. Some wheels. To move. Yep, full of eyes before and behind and everywhere else. And mm-hmm. now they like blazing. And a river of fire was pouring out, flowing from his presence. Millions of angels ministered to him. Many millions stood to attend him. And the court began its sessions, and the books were open. Okay, so what's interesting here is in verse 9, I beheld until thrones, plural, were set in place. The Ancient of Days sat. So thrones, plural, is set in place, but only one person sits. So you've obviously got at least one empty throne there when the judgment begins. Mm. And so here's what you've got. The throne moves in. It's set in place and the judgment begins. Well, where did the throne come from? Why is it being moved? Well, in Revelation chapter 4, before the judgment, the throne is in the holy place. Mm. Here we find it in the most holy place. Mm. Then you go down to, uh, of course, verse 13. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, came to the Ancient of Days, they brought him near before him. And so you've got this whole symbolism of movement that is happening here. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Um, how many points are we getting? I'm lost. Well, like two, are you ready? Two billion points for this one? <laughs> two trillion. Oh, oh, two trillion. 222 Forget billion. billion. 222,222,222 points. Okay. All right. <laughs> 
Let's have our clue. That's a lot of points. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is this is a clue that well is worthy of that many points. That's right. Here we go. You will have more points if you get this one for this either is the bragging tough. rights or for the prize. You will have more points on this day than you will ever have on any other day on Faith FM ever. Yeah, that's right. Some absolute bragging points for two trillion, however many after that points. <laughs> In the building of the tabernacle, God required sockets of silver under the 20 boards, two sockets per board to work with the mortise as what building aspect? All right. Okay. I'm I'm honestly lost. I have no idea. Well, the key key word here is the word mortise. Uh Uh-huh. All right. And a mortise always goes with something else. Mm -hmm. It's a mortise and something joint. And uh, it starts with the letter T. All right. So lots of clues right there. You can get the two trillion nod. Two trillion, two hundred twenty-two billion, two hundred twenty-two million, two hundred ten twenty-two thousand two hundred twenty-two point zero four nine is the number to call. If you know the answer, you can call or text that number, and you can win our prize today, which is Caught Between Two Worlds: A Survival Guide to End Time Living by Carl Hafner. Man, I want this. I want this book. But dude, Caught Between Two Worlds is like the Perfect title for today. Uh, but yeah, guys, again, that question was... Straight for, out of the sanctuary. We're talking about the sanctuary. We've got a question straight out of the sanctuary. That's right. It is, in the building of the tabernacle, God required sockets of silver under the 20 boards, two sockets per board to work with the mortise uh, as what building aspect? Ah, see, my house is old enough that it's actually built this style. Okay. So houses used to be built this style and, um, yeah... Yep. Being a cabinet maker, yeah, this is a fairly common term. But oh, oh, okay. Not that many as, as a non-cabinet maker, You've I've never, heard, never of heard of this. You've never heard of this before. All right. Major bragging rights there. Let's go mm. to uh, Hebrews, Hebrews, oh, yeah. Hebrews, Hebrews, Hebrews. Chapter, chapter 8. Mm-hmm. Hebrews Ooh. chapter 8. So we've been talking about the sanctuary. We've been talking about the holy place. We've been talking about the most holy place. Uh, we've been talking about where God is and what God is doing. And we've got some really interesting stuff uh, that we have happening here in Hebrews. And, of course, uh, we find that... Well, let's let's read uh, Hebrews. Let's read the first two verses again for a refresher, and then we're going to continue on from there. Here is the main point. We have a high priest who sat down in the place of honor beside the throne of the majesty of God in heaven. There he ministers in the heavenly tabernacle, the true place of worship that was built by the Lord and not by human hands. Okay, so uh, the Bible says that Jesus is ministering in the sanctuary in Mm. heaven as our great high priest. Yes. And so the very clear implication here is that the sanctuary, the temple system, is a system that teaches us about Jesus Mm. and is a reflection of what Jesus does and is doing. All right, so he's ministering in that sanctuary. Let's read verse 3. We're going to take these one at a time down to verse 5. All right, in verse 3, the Bible says, And since every high priest is required to offer gifts and sacrifices, our high priest must make an offering too. If he were here on earth, he would not even be a priest, since there already are priests who offer the gifts required by the Lord. They serve in a system of worship that is only a copy, a shadow of the worship, uh, sorry, a shadow of the real one in heaven. For when Moses was... One verse at a time. Yeah. yeah. You've read three. You said three to five. Yeah, one at a time. Okay, all right, right. let's start the first three. Okay, Verse three. 
Every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Yes, that okay, is their so job. That's their job. That's what. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of the priest right there is to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, the Bible says, it was of necessity that this man, Jesus, our great high priest, also have a sacrifice to offer. Mm. Okay, so what kind of sacrifice did Jesus offer? His life. That's right. Mm. Uh, absolutely. Um the Bible says, for if he was on earth, he would not be a priest. Why would Jesus not be a priest if he was on earth? Because he's not a Levite. He's not a Levite. Simple mm-hmm. as that. There are already priests here. They already offer gifts according to the law. Mm. We don't need Jesus to be that kind of a priest. Mm. It's already covered. We need Jesus to be a different kind of priest. We need him to be a priest after the order of Melchizedek, and we need him to be a priest who offers himself as a sacrifice. Mm. Now we come to verse 5. And first line of verse 5. If he were, uh, no, sorry, verse 5. They serve in a system of worship that is only a copy, a shadow of the real one in heaven. Okay, so let's talk about shadows for a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much information can you gather from a shadow? Uh, well, you, it's not really an accurate depiction of size. No. Because a shadow can be a lot bigger. Yes. Um, I would say it's... Shadow Probably. can also be a lot smaller. Smaller, that's right. Yes. Probably like shape. You know, you can yes. you can see the shape of something. Okay. And that's probably it. It's about it. It's very, very limited amount mm-hmm. of information that you can gain from a shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much information can we gain from the sanctuary? Well, we've been talking all about it and it seems like a lot. <laughs> so there's 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 probably thousands of pages of information that we can gain from the shank, from the sanctuary that was here on this earth. Mm. Information about Jesus, information about his ministry, information about who he is, information about his sacrifice, information about the plan of salvation. It almost seems like the sanctuary that is on earth is a bottomless mine of information about Jesus. Mm. And yet the Bible says that the sanctuary that is on earth is just a shadow. Mm. I want you to sink that in for a moment. It's just a shadow. Mm. So you can't gain a lot of information from a shadow. You know, you can get a bit of a rough idea of shape. A shadow is one-dimensional. It is one color. It is black and white. Uh, it is not a true depiction of shape. Neither is, a, is it a true depiction of size mm. because a shadow is distorted by from whichever direction the light is hitting it and where the shadow is being cast, there's some distortion that comes in there. And you look at the sanctuary service, they sacrificed a lamb. That's a distortion. Mm. Because how do you have an animal as a symbol of God? Yeah. You know, that, that can't be. And so type and antitype is not going to be exact copy across because type and antitype was the exact cross copy, then Jesus would be a lamb, not a human. <laughs> Thankfully... <laughs> That's not how type and anti-type works. It's not how shadows work. Jesus coming as a talking sheep, that'd be insane. And so we have this system that we look at it from our perspective here on earth and it is just the richest, most information-dense system that has Mm. ever been created and that has ever been experienced here on this earth. And that information-rich and dense system you know, God comes along and says, yeah, it's kind of uh, like a shadow. You've got very little information there. Mm. Which just gives us that insight into, you know, the one thing that we know about the plan of salvation 
the most accurately is how little we know about it. Oh, that's deep. We, we know enough to experience it and to be blessed with it beyond our imagination. Mm. But when it comes to the plan of salvation, this is something that we will be able to study for eternity, eternity and never get to the bottom of. Wow. And so if that is the case, then we have barely scratched the surface, barely scratched. And this is, and this is Paul's point right here when he says it's a shadow. Mm. It's like we're going deep here in Hebrews. But we really have no idea how deep it actually goes. And so crazy. It gets to the point like when it comes to the precipice of like these topics, like sin and God's sacrifice, it calls it the mystery of iniquity and the mystery of godliness because we just simply don't know. There's so much mystery right there. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Have our question for the day. Before we do, we have a bunch of two answers for our two quizzes, seeing as the date is two, 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 two. How many, many twos it is? That is right. Okay. So for two points, the answer was Esther. For 22 points, the answer was Sky. For 222 points, the answer was a twofold answer fear God and keep his commandments. For 2,222 points, the answer was the keys to, of the house of David. And for two trillion two hundred twenty-two billion two hundred twenty-two million two hundred twenty-two thousand two hundred twenty-two points, the answer was tannin. So there you go. If you guys got those correct, congratulations! And there were people who did get that correct, which is amazing. But right now, it is time for question of the day. All right, question of the day. You ready, Lyle? Yes. All right, question of the day is: So during the flood. Or yes. before the flood, all these animals got on the ark, right? Yes. And the majority of them got on the ark two by two. Uh, somebody's really joined in with our theme of the day, haven't That's they? That's right. But then, for some reason, there's a couple animals that get on in groups of seven. Okay. Why is that? What's that all about? Well, before I get to that, I'm just going to point out a piece of uh, trivia for you today in oh. relationship to the date. Oh, okay. Did you know that Tuesday, the 22nd of February, 2022, uh, is both a palindrome and an anagram? The date will read exactly the same from left to right, from right to left, and upside down. And that's the only date that will ever do that. So it is 22-0-22-0-22 is actually the official way of writing today's date. Pretty special. Yeah, the American uh, way. Yeah, yeah, writing the date the American way, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a pretty special date. That's why we're having a bit of a a two theme, and it's good to see our listeners getting in with the two theme. Okay, so if we go over to Genesis chapter 7, let's read about the Bible says over here. Uh, The Bible talks about bringing animals onto the ark, and obviously two of each kind. Now, we had a presentation at our church on this particular subject um, this last Saturday morning, and we were talking about, you know, what does it mean by kinds? Well, a dog is a kind. You would not have taken every different breed of dog on. You just take two dogs on, and from those two dogs, you can have every breed of dog that exists today. Um, it works the same with humans. And so you wouldn't have needed you know, a huge amount of uh, different kinds uh, to go onto the ark because so many of the animals that we have today can come from those original kinds. Uh, the Bible says, of every clean beast you shall take on, uh, uh, onto you by sevens, the male and his female. This is uh, Genesis 7 verse 2. And the beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Okay, so why take clean beasts on by sevens 
And when it says seven seers, not on, it's, it's not exactly clear whether it was seven of each creature or whether it was actually 14. So you take on uh, pairs by sevens. And uh, where I guess the answer is fairly simple because when you go to Leviticus chapter 11, the Bible explains what clean and unclean animals are. And clean animals were to be used for two things, uh, for food and also for sacrifice. Unclean animals were never to be touched for any of those kind of purposes. And so if you had, say, taken just two cows onto the ark and you ate one of those cows, well, the species is immediately extinct. Uh, so God says, look, take those on by sevens. And so, you know, there's a little bit of debate about how this should be read. I read it as uh, seven pairs going onto the ark, which would make sense because, you know, then you've got breeding stock that when you come to a world that has had all of the vegetation removed from it, you have good breeding stock from which you can breed up uh, quite a number of animals that would be able to uh, repopulate the world and provide both food and sacrifices for Noah and his family. So that's why you've got some going on by twos and some by sevens. There's our two theme for us, right? Next message so coming awesome. through at the end of the show. Uh, this is a good one coming through. I think this one's from Kim regarding China versus South Africa. The world boycotted South Africa pre-goat globalization, and it was a minor country at the tip of the African continent wow. somewhere. China has a fifth of the world's population and globalization has ensured that we are all enmeshed with her. Just look around you. The computers you use, the broadcasting equipment, the pen you write with, literally the clothes on your back, all come from China. Throw a stone today at China and tomorrow morning you could find yourself in a boardroom next to the person you hit. Not a good scenario. You know, It is absolutely so true. And one of the things that goes through my mind is that how much... You know, our virtual signaling revolves around the almighty dollar mm. because we are totally enmeshed with China. We're not prepared to break that enmeshment. You know, we had 150 days of rioting in the States, mm. what was it last year or the year before, because of racism. Mm. And nobody said a word about China where people are literally being thrown into concentration camps because of their race. Wow. Heavy stuff. It is heavy stuff. Uh, but it does go to show, you know, what we're like. Anyway, times right now. Remember to talk faith, live faith, and act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.